Hello, hello, hello to the new Spotify platform. So I guess Spotify has taken over for Anchor, but either way it goes, hello. Thank you for tuning in to I'm Just Vita. You guys know today is March 19, 2023. Oh, I can't believe it's almost April. Wow. All right. I am your girl, Vita. Um, I'm feeling good today, you guys. Last couple of weeks have been rough because um, I was battling COVID. So that first week, I mean, it was it was hell. I tell y'all, it was hell. It was hell. The body aches, the fevers, the, the chills, the night sweats, the, everything. I thank God this go around. My fevers didn't get as high as it did last time. I've had COVID three times. The first time was before I got vaccinated and before it was like in the beginning of COVID. It was during the stages they were saying that it was possible COVID. And before it was declared a pandemic, they really didn't know what the hell was going on. I got it then. I mean, I was getting fevers 102, 103 with all of that. And that just felt awful. Second time I got it was a little bit over a year ago. A little bit over a year ago. And um, it was after I got vaccinated. And I'm telling you, I thought I was about to be taking out the game, y'all. Fevers, 104, 105. Almost 106. At one point, I think it got to 106. So bad, my body was convulsing, you know, the whole nine yards. And during that time, hospitals were so overcrowded till they was telling you, this is what you need to do at home. This is how you got to do it. Don't need, there's no need to come to the hospital if you got COVID. They were actually turning people away, telling people stay at home. How do I know this? Because I work for a hospital. And um, it's kind of like the department we were all doing. <laughs> so I had already known. And I had it at that point for like two weeks. I'm, I'm telling y'all, them first few days. I mean, I didn't have continuous fevers for the whole entire time, but the first couple of days, it was rough. This go around, I did have fevers, but they were what we call a low-grade fever. It didn't get past 101. But I had everything else, and it hurt like the dickens. But by the grace of God, I am still here, moving and grooving, talking to you all. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk about the world we live in. We're going to talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everybody know that listens to me. And if you guys are new to listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, listener discretion is advised because sometimes I do use colorful language. Not even going to sit here in front like I don't because I do. But we're going to talk about a couple of different things about the world that we live in and different topics and all that kind of good little stuff. I know everybody watches the news because, hell, I watch the news. The world news. I hate my local news. I ain't even going to sit here and lie to you. And it's just like, y'all out here killing each other, doing all this other nonsense, robbing, doing all this other stuff. We got some bigger problems on our hands. Pay attention. See, and that's the biggest thing about this generation today. What they call it, Generation X, Generation Z. I don't know. I get so confused on these different stuff they got going on with these millennials or whatever the hell they calling themselves. It is ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. Like, dude, get on one side of the fence and stay there. However, they need some hobbies. And a lot of people say, well, you know, it starts at home. Because I used to be one of those people that believed that to a certain extent. You know, it starts at home, da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. That's not always true, though. Because let me tell you. One of my older brothers, well, several of my older brothers, they were in gangs. They were in opposite gangs. Run them streets, 
was about that life. I mean, they're in their fifties now, but they was doing all that nonsense. And I know the one that grew up in my house, my car didn't play that. You know what y'all thought this was? Oh, Miss Brown didn't play that. No, no, no. We had home raising. We had structure. I mean, in church every Sunday, doing the whole entire nine yards. One of my other brothers, hell, he he was in the house with my mom and not my mom, his mom and our dad, because they were married. So that that ain't got nothing to do with it. You can give these kids all the tools and essentials to get through life. But that doesn't mean that they're going to always use them in the right way or use them at all. They've got to learn. You lived your life. You had to learn life, not as their time. Sometimes they may it may seem that it's, they're making it harder than what it needs to be. But when they get to a certain point, certain age, parents... You got to stand back and let them do what they do. Now, for the ones that are teenagers and younger, okay. There's too many parents out here trying to be these kids' friends. They're not your friend. I'm not saying that your child should be deathly afraid of you, you know, be able to have them uncomfortable conversations about whatever it is, or be able to come and talk to you just about day-to-day stuff, you know, general stuff. I'm not saying that. But there's a difference between them comfortable enough to come to you about everything and anything than being their friend. It's some boundaries that has to be set in between. Nope, by all no means. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. I'm not telling you that at all. As a parent, you got to decide that. That's your job because I ain't got to do it. All my children are grown. My youngest will be 22 in May. So I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is when dealing with kids... A lot of stuff do come from when they're little. You know, you got to be able to set some boundaries. Quit trying to be these kids' friends. Oh, I'm getting them stuff that I didn't have growing up. And da-da-da-da, whatever. Okay. Your upbringing couldn't be that bad because you're still here. I'm not saying that you didn't go through some trials and tribulations because good Lord in heaven knows we all did. We know about y'all, but I did. Lots. And I talk about it on here sometimes, but we got to quit having that mindset. Because now here it is, you buying them three hundred pair, dollar pair of shoes, or what? So they can go out there and get them scuffed up, give them away, all that unnecessary stuff. No, if you want that type of shoe, whatever, I suggest you go get a job and um, make that happen. If you ask my sons right now, if my daughter was still here, may she forever rest, they would tell you. My mama was not by to buy me no Jordans. Don't get me wrong, they had name brand shoes. But I wasn't spending hundreds of dollars on no pair of shoes. I got three kids. Now y'all can go get some Nikes, some Adidas, some Felix. You can get some name brand. But Jordan wasn't going to be one of them. Now if you want that, I suggest you go do something. So my older son, he had paper routes. My daughter learned how to do hair, so she was doing stuff on the side. Uh-huh. Because mama's not going to do it. But the world we live in, parents is coddling these kids. These kids is like, I don't know, society is raising them. TV, society, games. Because that's the world we live in. 
you'd rather sit there and go buy them a thousand dollar phone to stay out your face than to sit down and have a conversation. You'd rather sit here and go hire nannies and put them off on other people than to sit down and have a conversation. Conversation runs a nation. Communication is the foundation of all relationships. I don't care if it's a parent to parent with your significant other, siblings, it doesn't matter. The world we live in is everything is communicated through some type of technology. Do people pick up the phone anymore? Like I said on my other podcast, you guys know I have a different platform that I'm on too. Me and my girls, we talk on the phone. Now we might text, you know, throughout the day or text just that day. But you better believe a phone call is going to be made the next day and we're going to spend on that phone. We're going to be there for hours. I mean, two and three hours talking about whatever we feel like talking about. A lot of people say, I'll be on the phone gossiping or whatever the case may be. I don't give a damn about what you're doing in your life. Let me be clear. I don't care. Your life is not that important for me to sit around and gossip about. I got my own thing going on. Now, we may, you know, be like, hey, did you ever find out about such and such and such or how such and such such do it? You know, we try to stand and know what's going on with each other, especially if it was something that was worrisome. You know, we were talking about that the other night, how people just don't talk. People don't know how to talk to each other. And when you do talk to people, it, I don't know, it's like it's strange. I used to tell my kids when they were young, you know, when texting first came out and um, social media, because back then it was uh, Black Planet. Some of y'all probably don't know nothing about that. But it was Black Planet and then it was MySpace and then it was Facebook. You know, so I'm taking some of y'all way back before y'all can probably even remember what anything I'm talking about. But look it up because all of it still exists. But before all that, people talked. And I tell them, I said, what you have to understand is And as they got older, the way you text and the way you do things, communicate, you know, on social media is the way that you'll begin to write and talk. It is very bad when your child is in school and they're texting like that. Because that's the way in English class, that's how they're going to start writing. When they're talking to other people, that's how they'll start talking. So it's really bad. It's good to have communication, but that's how you knew the difference. Because let me tell you, people used to like to play on my phone. They used to like to say that I was doing certain stuff, right? This was a long time ago. And I had somebody come to me like, yo, why did you text this, da 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Because back then when everything first started, you can go to like your carrier. I had Sprint. You can go to the carrier site and you can text directly from the carrier site put the person's number in put your number in and that's how messages would go back and forth right if i'm working or i'm doing something that has my attention the phone is the last thing i'm looking at you know i pay attention to what i got going on right and i used to get all kinds of crazy messages why would you text and say that that whatever 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 and i'm looking at it so finally i had to tell him i said i want you to do me a favor i want you to go back and i want you to look at the way i text things and the way this text is coming out I text the way that I talk. I put punctuation. I do all that kind of stuff. If you've ever received any type of email, any type of text from me, my grammar 
is regular grammar. I don't use slang. Sometimes I do. Depends on the conversation. So you really have to pay attention. We got kids coming up. They put on a what up though. What in the hell is that? But that's the world we live in. You want to know why your child is flunking out of English class in elementary school? Because they don't know how to talk to folks. And some people say, well, you know, that's how country people talk. No, 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 no. So I know some country folks. Okay? They may pronounce things a certain way and their enunciations are a certain way. But that don't mean they write like that. Just because they, the way they say it, it sounds funny to us, they say proper grammar. But that doesn't mean that's how they write. Don't confuse the two. Put some phones down. My grandson, right, he's four. And this little boy know how to work an iPhone. He's had an iPhone since he was three. Okay? Chris might have been even two. This little boy can work an iPhone. He knew how to work an iPhone before he even knew his ABCs. I mean, he knows his ABCs one, two, three now, of course. But he was able to, because his mom and my sons, they'll just turn their phone on here. Here, no. So when he got to be four, right, a little bit after three, because now they have a, a baby that's about to be two. Kai will be two next week. And when Kai came, it wasn't that easy. I so said, yeah, I wonder why he don't know his ABCs, one, two, three, quick, giving him that phone. So I got him ABC mouse. So he's like, Grandma, can I see your phone? But see, I, sh I have restrictions on my phone for when I let other people use it, right? Because I work for my phone. One of them, anyways. So I was like, you got to put some restrictions on it. Like, he comes to my house, Grandma, can I watch YouTube? Nope. No YouTube. But Grandma, why not? You hear what they're saying? You see what they're doing? See, I'm one of those parents. That's the kind of world I live in. See, I raise my kids, and when I'm watching my grandchildren, I do them the same way I did their parents. We're not doing this. This is our future. This is our generation. And you guys, so you want to know why they have so many different things going on. You got the school shooting, the the Val, the what is it, Valdi, one in Texas. Made them babies forever rest. They didn't even stand a chance. And I hope their parents at one point, at some point, I should say, can get some type of peace. Because, baby, listen. Hmm. It is hard as hell to get peace in your heart knowing you just laid your child to rest. Been there, done it, deal with it on a daily basis. Right? But the young man that did it, they said that he was upset because his grandmother was taking away his cell phone because of these charges that he had on the bill. So you decided to go take a gun and go in here on this little rant. This is not a video game. This is real life. And I'm not saying that everybody who does nonsensical acts, because it doesn't make any sense to me. It may make perfect sense to somebody else. But it doesn't make any to me, right? And I'm not saying that it's because of a video game. But a lot of them, they do. They, I don't know if it's psychosomatic or what, but in their head, this is what it is. And that's just the world that we live in. My kids, my sons, 
My oldest son, if he was right here right now, he's at home. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sure he's going to be up here bugging his mother later. Because he does. You know, now that, you know, they're at the house, it's like, <sighs> they're going to come over and bug me for a while. Don't you got something better to do? But I love it, though. I love it. I love it. Um, But they would tell you. They didn't get a video game. My boys are almost four years apart. So the youngest one, he was, DeAndre was probably about nine, ten. So Dre was almost 14 when I decided to get them a video game. No, you're going to get outside. You're going to play like a normal child. It wasn't the fact that I couldn't afford it because, of course, I could have. But I wanted them to have a normal childhood, a normal life. Like, my sister was the direct opposite. When she had her son, which is only, like, two years younger than my youngest, right? So my youngest is about to be 22, so he'll be 20. They didn't like him going outside to play. They didn't want him getting scarred up. So they bought him all the video games and all the games. So he was always inside playing the games. I was the direct opposite. But he loved to come to Annie's house. That's what they call me, Annie. He loved to come to Annie's house because Annie about to let us go outside and play. We can go out here and we can be kids. And my sister hated it. We don't be letting them go outside and do da 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 da. I said, okay. They come over, like, you better go on outside. I'm not going to treat your child any different than I'm going to treat my own. I won't put your child in any situation that I would not allow my own children to be in. So, yeah, they come over, they be outside somewhere. She called, what they doing? Same old, same old. You would hear kids in the background, but they wouldn't be my kids, probably neighbor kids, whatever. She'd be like, oh, okay. She never would call to speak to them or whatever, but she would always call. We did a type of parent. You know, because I tell her, what, what are you calling for? They're fine. What do you want? And when my kids over her house, I do the same. She's like, I'm hanging up the phone because you don't want nothing. They're good. So we knew when our kids were at each other's homes, they were fine. And you better not call when they're at my mama's house because she's not going to answer the phone. She'll send you a nice little text. Go find something to do. <laughs> you know, it's stuff like that. But you get this generation right now, y'all don't even know where the hell y'all kids is at. They out all the time of the night doing Lord knows what. They tell y'all, I'm going to go and stay at such and such and such house tonight. I wish my kid would have. I wish one of them would have walked their ass in that house and said, Mama, I'm about to go do. Mm -mm. You don't tell me what you're going to do. You can ask me and I will tell you yes or no. My kids didn't stay at other folks' house. I was one of those parents. Now, I don't mind them going over to, you know, to hang out, play dates. Is that what they call it? Play dates or whatever. But you ain't staying. I was, I was just that parent. But before we were going to do all of that, I'm going to meet your parents because I need to know who you're interacting with, who your people. Yes, I was that parent. And I'm not talking about just I'm going to call them on the phone before I would even let them go to that person's house. I had to actually physically go and meet you to make sure that it was okay for my child to be there. I need to know who the hell you interacting with. Because see, when they were little, I know all the little stuff that I was out there doing. Let's just to be clear, Vita hasn't always been a person that everybody loves and knows today. I became that person as I got older. Life threw me a lot of curveballs, right? And I'm not blaming it on that, but I was a different, I was a beast. I ain't going to sit here and lie to y'all. At one point in time in my life, I was a force to be reckoned with. So when my kids got older, 
I didn't want all the hell that I had raised throughout the years. I didn't want that to punish them. And not only that, the way I was raised is before you let your kids go over anybody's house or interact with folks, you need to know who the hell they interact with. So I would have done it anyway. But like I said, because of the stuff that I had done growing up, I had to make it an extra effort. You know what I mean? But the world we live in right now, these parents don't give a damn. They're all in their face. They don't care what you're doing, who you're doing, how you're doing. Shame on you. If you didn't want to be a parent, then you should have took the extra precaution not to. Granted, it don't always work like that. You know, there's other different circumstances behind all that, but don't punish your child because of that. There's other resources that can help you out with that. Nope, I'm not for abortion. I know somebody's going to say, oh my gosh, she's like abort. Uh-uh. I'm not. I'm not abortion fan. I'm against abortion, but, 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 but. I do believe it's her body and her choice. And some people say, no, you got to be on one side of the fence or whatever. No, I don't. Because I'm not the one that got to carry that baby. I'm not the one that has to raise that baby. That is her body. That is her choice. My body, my choice says I'm not going to do it. Period. And my youngest son's dad, may he rest wherever the hell he is. He passed away almost two years ago. He begged me to get an abortion with him. He was all for it. All for it. I wasn't. I was not. And I think that's why our marriage didn't last and our relationship didn't last. And yes, I was married to him. Um, it's because I think he resented the fact to a certain extent that I'd actually had him. Because they had no type of relationship. He knew who he was and when my son got grown and old enough, then he wanted to have an interaction. But when he was a kid, uh-uh. I was, what they say, mother and father. But he had a hell of a stepdad in his life. Went to all the games. Went to all the other stuff when mom couldn't go do it. Or when mom's laid up in the hospital, had my mother, my father even stepped in. You know what I'm saying? So he had hell of support. That part of that support wasn't his dad. But that could be a generational thing because his grandpa wasn't there for his dad. Right? His grandpa only got two kids. His dad, my son, is maybe like number nine. Okay? And he wasn't there at all for none of his kids, even when he was with the mom. So I think it's a generational type thing. But... When my son started having kids, and he has two sons, I told him, you got to be a better father to your kids than your father was to you. Don't think just because you buy kids things. Listen up to my Generation X and these millennials. This is more geared towards y'all, more so the older generations. I'm not saying that they didn't do it too, but it's known and prone for y'all to do it. You can buy that child everything in the world. Everything. From the latest to the greatest to whatever. It will never, ever substitute or take the place of a parent's love. 
And a lot of times these kids is out here acting up, doing all this extra stuff, as people like to call it, being extra. They're looking for a parent's love. They're looking for that attention. It's attention. We've got to pay more attention. That's what anything going on in the world. There's so much going on right now in the world that we live in. It is unbelievable. It's like when you hear one thing and you're focused on this one thing, you know, all of a sudden here come 20 more different things. Now it's like you looking at this, 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 and this, worried about this, 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 and this, and it's too much. Being a parent is the same thing. Being a, a same thing. Oh, they wanted these Jordans. I bought these Jordans. And the minute the child starts flipping up and acting out, well, I bought you the Jordans. You wanted that. Okay. And then you get pissed off when you say, well, I wanted it, but I didn't tell you to go do it. Now you're mad. Well, just give them back because I'm going to take them back. Are you listening to yourself? Betty, are you listening to the kid? Because sometimes, most cases, they do it because they know you're going to do it. They already know what your reaction is going to be. They know it step by step. Why? Because that's the record that you've recorded for them their whole entire life. I'm going to give you what you want, but when I ask you to do something, you don't do it. I'm about to go ahead and throw this up in your face. And you want to know why when you become an adult or they become an adult, and in your relationships with whomever, you do the same thing. When you do for your partner, you do the same thing to your partner. When things are not so good at that moment, you start, well, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. And you want to know why you single or why y'all broke up or why you have no luck in your relationships or situationships? I just answered it for you. Nobody want to hear that. Listen, it takes way more energy to sit there and throw that back in their face than just not to do it. That's time and energy you cannot get back. You can't get that back. But that's the world we live in. We live in a world that is tit for tat. And it all stems from broken communication. Now, I'm not going to say that this world would be a perfect place if People just kumbaya. Mm-mm. We were, we were created in flaw. Everybody. We're all created in flaw. Right? But what I'm saying is, if we learn how to communicate more, pay attention, and try to do better, maybe, just maybe, you will get a little relief and a sign of peace. I'm not going to tell you that all days are going to be good, because that is a lie. You're going to have some bad days, you're going to have some good days, you're going to have some days you just want to throw the damn towel in. Let me tell you about it. But when you learn how to communicate, whether it's with someone else, but it also starts with yourself. So in order to, what they say, lead the best life or your best life, in order to do that, you got to learn how to be your best self. You can't go out here getting all the latest and the greatest with this nasty attitude because easy come, easy go. Have more compassion. Have more gratitude. Hell, I was just reading yesterday how, what is it, North Korea? They got 100,000 troops ready to go ahead and 
strike the United States or attempt to strike the United States. Russia's pissed off at the United States. We got food shortages. We got water shortages. Hell, everybody know my goal is to move to Las Vegas, right? And I don't know. There's a reason why God keep me here in Omaha, Nebraska, because I should have left like three years ago. But my mom passed away, but I was she was going to go with me. That got pushed. I've had emergency surgeries. I've had other grandkids. I've had so many different things that has stopped me from moving forward. And I was always raised never to question God, and I'm not questioning it now, nor did I question that aspect of my life then. Hell, they're saying that right now in Nevada, because of what's going on in California or whatever, there's parts of Nevada and the desert that they're saying that it's breaking off or it's sinking. No, it's sinking. It's sinking. They're telling people not to use water because everything is trickling down. It's a lot of things going on. We got so much going on in this world, I can't even keep up. So at least what we can do is we can learn how to communicate with one another. If you don't know something, ask. Stop running to Facebook and Instagram. If the wrong person don't say it or the right person, depending on how you're looking at the situation, if they don't say it, then it is not true. Everything is smacking you dead in your face. My grandma used to say, if you don't want people to believe it, put it in the books. People don't read. And because you can't read is because you don't. But you all up on so-and-so's Facebook page looking about, oh, why was they post with that? Oh, who's this? Reading all the comments. Trying to get all the tea, as y'all call it. I'm going to need y'all to uh, take things just a little bit serious, more serious. Because right now, you should be in survival mode. And you're not. You need to go into survival mode. I told y'all this before the pandemic. Remember, guys, when I first started podcasting back in 2019 on this platform? Well, it was on Anchor, but now it's on Spotify. But on this platform, I told y'all, I said, start getting survival kits. Get you an overnight bag. Start, you know, stocking up on perishables. You know, different things like that. Hell, I used to keep a, a gym bag in my car. You know, my kicks, extra meds needed to be because I'm diabetic. No secret. Everybody know that. I used to do all that kind of stuff. Like, yo, because if they call and say, yo, you know, y'all got to evacuate. And a lot of people, ha, 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 we ain't going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. You think we ain't? You think so? You sure? See, because California never thought they was going to get little snowstorms in California and areas that ain't never seen snow a day of its existence. Nevada and Arizona sinking. Some areas have to be evacuated for safety reasons. Honey, ain't nobody safe out here. Nobody. And I tell everybody, I said, y'all laughed at me about that. I said, and I told them. In early, it was early 2019, I'll never forget it. Everybody was laughing. Kids, everybody. Why are you making, you know, safety? So I said, because. Well, something's going to happen. I said, what? I don't know. I said, something with them. You're just showing me signs and I'm feeling it. Okay. This was like February, March, 2019. It was declared a p- pandemic a year later 
it was declared a pandemic. But we had already started seeing the store shelves going empty and all that kind of stuff like a few months after that. So listen, I don't know. God gave me the ability to see certain things and feel certain things. I said, and I tried to warn y'all. I said, but y'all laughed at me. I just told them last week. I was told, now see my older son, he thinks like I do. He's more like me than my other kids as far as reality. Now, my youngest son, the sky has to fall before he believes absolutely anything. He's like, oh, mama, come on. Blah, 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 blah. Like, boy, the sky going to have to fall. And even at the end, you still going to question it? And he just busts out laughing. Like, you know, like, yeah, really. But temper-wise, oh, honey, he me all day long. He don't listen. I don't, I don't take no mess from nobody. I don't care who you are. But anywho, me and my older son, we had this conversation about a week ago. Well, it was actually two weeks, right before I got sick. Because I actually got COVID from his daughter. Yeah. Who got it from another, either her mom, because her mom works with kids. But somebody in her class also had it. So we were sick together. My poor little baby. She's good now. But me and my son, we were sitting down, we were talking. I said, you know, everybody keeps laughing at me when I tell everybody you got to stay prepared. You know, I watch different stuff on YouTube. I watch the world news. Like I said, I don't too much get into my local news because it's really depressing. And I work for the hospital. So I know when a gunshot victim's coming in, the who, what, where, why, and how. I know it before the family's going to know it because we're the first line of defense. But anyway, so I said, but you know, everybody's laughing because I'm telling everybody he feel overnight bad. You know, every so often, depending on the weather, I have to switch out clothes and stuff. I said, but better keep an overnight bag. Keep some perishable stuff, you know. I said, and most importantly, try to keep some cash on hand. Now, as I'm telling him this, I'm telling myself the same thing because I usually don't keep cash on hand, right? I usually have to swipe my card or do whatever. And he was like, Mom, I usually don't keep cash on hand, so you better start. I said, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I said, it's really crazy. But if a gas station, and you had to evacuate or you had to leave, and their computer system goes down, right? Stuff will still work for a certain amount of time. As long as it's not computer generated. And what people don't know is, although you think that the whole thing is computerized, yeah, when it comes to certain things, but they have a backup where it can actually go in manual, right? Goes in manual mode. This is a fact. And they do that as a safety security just in case the systems do go down. They'll tell you, hey, our systems are down. We can only take cash only. Have you ever been somewhere and they did that? So things still work, but it doesn't work where they can digitally connect to a bank or whatever but we can take your money and that's still going to work for you like it normally would because we're on a manual mode where it's overriding the system but we can't override the pump using a computer it's already manually done right so I told him I said, this is what you got to do everybody know I keep gas in my car because I like to move in group and if I got to shake I got to go shake you know what I'm saying and what I mean by shake is when I'm ready to go I'm gone Right? And who's to say if I'm watching my grandkids that day? All three of them or just one of them. And usually I got two of them. I usually got the boys, which is my younger son. My younger son has two kids. He has two boys. And I don't always have my granddaughter. But I have her a lot. But what if it's one of those days where 
like today. I'm sure they'll all be here today. It's Sunday. They always come and see their grandma on Sunday. If it ain't no other day, I'll have them all on Sunday. And what if it was something like that? Where they're like, hey, you guys got to evacuate. You got 12 hours to get out. Do whatever, whatever, whatever. Because they warn you. Let's be clear. They give people enough warning to make some things happen. Okay? I don't care if it ain't nothing but 12 hours. I don't care if it's 24 hours. I don't care if it ain't nothing but 3 or 4 hours. You got three or four hours to make something happen. Some people say, well, that's not a lot. It's not a enough time. I will agree. But if you get ready, if you stay ready, I should say, you ain't got to get ready and not stay ready. And I told him, I said, what if it's one of those situations? I said, so you need to keep, I'm going to give you a number, $50 worth of cash. You need to keep enough that way you get a full tank of gas, right? At least a full tank of gas. But make sure that your current tank is already on full. Learn your car. Know how your car operates. I know how my car operates. And I just got a new car yesterday, you guys. I did. I did. My Jeep. I no longer have it. Long story short, I just don't have that. Someone got me a new car, right? And so my son said, well, yeah, mama, but that's kind of hard. I said, no, it's not. You have to go into survival mode, right? I said, so if you know it's going to take, like, my new car, it'll take about, uh, even with gas been the way it is now, about 35, 40 bucks, depending on which gas station you go to, to fill it up, right? So we're just going to say 40 bucks. So if I know it takes 40 bucks, ow. Y'all, my eye is itching so bad, and I scratched it, and it um, looks like my eyelid got stuck. Anyway, um, if you know it takes $40 to fill up the gas tank, keep $40 on hand. So that way, if them systems is down, because nine times of ten, everybody uses a card. You can go get you some gas and be good. Keep a gas can. I'm trying to tell y'all how to survive, because this is the world we live in. You have got to stay ready for anything and everything that comes your way. You've got to. The minute you blink your eye, that might be it. I got car seats. I got everything. I am prepared. I got my own car seats. I don't need their parents' car seats. They're with their grandma a lot. And when I want to leave, you know, I, I take them with me. If it's that serious, let's go. I load them all up and we go. So I hang out a lot with my grandkids. And I love it. I have them a bag with clothes. I mean, the other two don't need diapers or anything like that. But I have clothes and diapers for the younger one. I got sippy cups. Now, some people say, well, if they got to go to the bathroom and you can't stop. Oh, honey, I got some old, I got some pull-ups. Uh-huh. Not that they're going to, no. Because if we can't stop, y'all going to have to put this on. I'm dead serious. I am so serious. I was like, but I'm thinking about going to get, because the, the younger, the two-year, he's about to turn two. He's actually in the beginning says a potty trainer. And I've been when got one of them portable potty chairs. What? It's about survival. I told him, I said, you got to be prepared. I said, I got coolers. I really do. In my garage. I don't think nothing's in a cooler. It might be something. I got two coolers. As a matter of fact, in my car now, I have a smaller car, right? I got a two-door. Anybody know? Y'all know I like my sports cars. And I like two-door cars. And they're like, oh, you got three grandkids. Uh-huh. 
and then sit three people in the back. Don't play no games with me. They'll be fine. I mean, I have literally the safety kits. That way, if we got to move and groove, I got a whole bag of my own stuff. Got medicine in there and everything. Like I said, I'm diabetic. It's my son coming in. Um, they'll be walking in there, have my house like they own it. Dude, pay some bills. Anywho, so I got everything. I mean, I'm literally looking at it right now. So that way we got to go. Honey, I know how to move and groove. Move and groove. All I'm saying is, in the world that we live in, you have got to stay mentally, physically, and psychologically prepared for anything and everything right now. Check on your loved ones. I don't give a damn if they don't respond back. This is a smoke signal. Say something. I'm all right. Smiley face emoji. I don't care. I used to post on my social media so that people know I was on, I was alive. I don't care if it wasn't nothing but a meme, a good morning or whatever. I would post like, okay, well, she's good. She's posting. But since Lent, I gave up social media. I really did. So I haven't been on. But I'm just saying, it's time for everybody to get their ass in gear and expect the unexpected because I'm telling y'all. I don't know what the hell it is, but something's coming. It's coming. All right, you guys, I got to get up out of here because I have another podcast I have to do here in a minute. Um, but I wanted to get on here and let y'all know, I mean, it's time to get focused. Real talk. All right, y'all, remember, stay focused, be humbled, remain blessed, and most importantly, always stay true to you. And uh, I'm out.